Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. I am your host, Ted Jones, alongside via screen. Peter Moran. Peter Moran. Sir, how are you, bro? You have the full gamer headset mode on, and I love it, dude. I, I'm actually doing great because, as you know, about eight minutes ago, we tried this and failed, and I'll never take it for granted again. You know what I mean? It's like when you lose your phone, and then you find it, and you're so happy to have your phone. That's how I feel about being able to record. That is actually that was a surprisingly good analogy, dude. Also, because... <laughs> I just got um I just got a rapid test. I landed from Miami uh, 24 hours ago, I guess. So now got a rapid test. I'm negative, so I'm fired up. And then I realized that you know, be, not being in studio and being able to record is a privilege, dude. You yeah, know, we're able to work remotely, which has been great the past few episodes. I even like just being back in my apartment, not having the the paranoia associated with my parents' home when I was in Buffalo. I could I could scream. No, <laughs> absolutely, dude. And also when I was in Miami, the Wi-Fi could have been like a little shoddy. I didn't know where to record from. As you know, I did some epi- some of the episode from the bed. I was trying to find like the best Wi-Fi spot. But now I'm just back on the Ted Jones World couch in the studio. So as we were talking about earlier, I am pumped to be back in New York, dude. Yes. Winter air when I landed, let me tell you. <laughs> Oof, it's there's really there's really few things like it, man. You know, people will complain about New York getting too cold, but it was like 45 and dark when I got in last night, and it was really nice. It was it was a nice flight in, had a fresh middle seat, but um, got the COVID fresh test middle. today. Yeah, dude, got the COVID test today, and I'm negative. So that's wonderful. You got it all out of the way, and you survived to tell the story. Yeah, well, you know what? I actually didn't get it all out of the way i still need to get another test which i'm getting um on friday so that'll be the day after we post this episode but i'll also be negative because i don't have any plans on going out and about you know what i'm saying yeah you're 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 pretty much good to go it's it's been funny watching you talk about new york and miami and it's like each episode i get to see your appreciation for miami dwindle from like episode one like great to be here it's sunny we're having fun the people i lively to like miami's good for a bit to like i just gotta get out of here too <laughs> dude i had maybe like a semi bit of a meltdown also when i went down there like there was just like a night that i went out yeah i went you know what i was there for 16 nights i went out i'd say three or maybe consider it four nights and one of the nights man was like a i don't want to say a drug fueled bender but one of the <laughs> nights was like a drug fueled bender i was out to like 4 a.m which is me dude you know i'm usually awake that's when you wake up yeah yeah dude so um a lot a lot of drugs one of those nights a lot of alcohol and for me it was just not a good mix especially when like i was super on my fitness down there and the sun got the best of me during the day yeah, you uh, you changed your, your ways. Miami changed you, dude. You're not the same person I used to know. Oh, I'm tan. My teeth are whiter. Like, forget <laughs> I don't even need to get my teeth white. I just saved 200 bucks. Yeah, dude, you're all about the white out in Miami. <laughs> oh, good. I see what you did there. So, dude, tell me what's going on with you. Um, one of the uh, more normal days today back in the office for you, correct? I mean, back in the home office. I am not going into work for a long, long time. But I... I've, I'm, we kind of switched roles a little bit. Yesterday, I went for a run. I've been, I've been drinking, been eating healthy. I've been blending up some spinach in a smoothie. I went for a run yesterday, 
nine minutes, I want to say, which is probably the first run I've had since my nine minute run in March. Uh, so getting my total during quarantine up to 18 minutes. Uh, I'm kind of crushing it. Dude, I actually hit a run earlier today, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on your nine minute run. Cause yeah, I went, tell me. I went on a pretty long run today. 52 <laughs> minutes, bro. Oh, it's pretty much the same. 52 minutes. My face was on fire from the West side highway, brisk wind. Um, but I, I missed it, man. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I t- at least I told myself I enjoyed it when I start to get like a mild headache. Oh, uh, no. I, I think the first two minutes I was like working like the joint ache out and like, okay, you know, just got to get loose. And then the final seven, I was like, I can't breathe. I hate this. Uh, that, this is what I want to know, actually. Yeah. You run very, very regularly. You're, you're a runner. You already asked me what I'm running from, bro. If, if you're going <laughs> to. No, no, no. Not that. What I'm asking you is you smoke a lot of weed and you smoke weed from you roll joints and uh does it does it like are your lungs just fine does it kind of cancel out what's up with that one i'd like to clarify dude i really have a have a tough time rolling a joint so i use the the cones (laughs) like the pokers appreciate your humility (laughs) yes bro um but i've always had a uh, tough time doing that never really fully learned how um i think that the weed doesn't really have so much of an effect on me and my lungs because like I do work out I, I do work out like if in, if not every single day then I'd say like 27 out of 31 days in a month <laughs> that is a very I, precise we'll amount <laughs> well I don't want to say that I, that I work out six out of seven days a week because I sure. sometimes will go like nine days in a row or sometimes I'll go 11 days in a row, bro. Or sometimes I'll go four days and then two days off rest. So I think it's like, it's more so out of 365 days, eh, maybe I'll take off um, out of their 52 weeks in a year. Let's call it 45. Yeah, sure. Something like that. Or like, at least that's what I've been doing recently. And like when I feel healthy enough to do it, like if I feel healthy and I can go to the gym, my mindset is, okay, I definitely got to go to the gym. If something's like, tweaked a little bit then maybe i'll wait it out or sometimes i'll just go anyways uh whatever but like the weed doesn't really affect my lungs too much man it's not like smoking cigarettes i don't feel yeah like. yeah I'm, I'm just curious if if it was uh if it was getting i just in general i'm a bre- i'm a bad breather i'm very much a mouth breather if it's out cold the lungs are a little bit chilly i'm hacking up a little bit it's a it's a struggle well one thing that does happen from from me smoking a lot of weed is that i get more dehydrated i feel so So my water intake throughout the day definitely has to be more if I'm smoking a joint. Like if I run further, then I for sure need more water. It's like kind of the same thing. Like if you were to run more, you definitely need more fuel, need more food at the end of the workout. It's kind of something like that. But my lungs aren't affected as much as I'd say my hydration levels. Well, that's just another reason why it's a healthier option. It makes you drink more water. Yeah. I don't know. I could say so. So dude, um, I don't know if I said on the top of the podcast because, or if I just told you beforehand, but the middle seat in Delta, it was actually probably the best middle seat situation I could have had, uh, just besides maybe a little bit of an awkward encounter that oh. happened. Um, I was sitting in between two females who were, I, I believe, both under 25, um, probably under five foot six. So I myself being almost six foot two is in the middle seat. Usually wouldn't be so comfortable in the middle seat, but it's a short flight from Miami to New York. So I was fine. And the two ladies next to me were 
small enough so it's not like we were all spilling over the sides do you know sure. what i mean uh, did you just tip your hand on why it was such a lovely middle seat situation with the two ladies on either side well uh, I, how do you mean you just you just mentioned that there were two ladies on either side did that happen? I, meant, I meant in terms of size you know if there was like a guy on one side i'd be like oh he'd be trying to be yeah. aggressive with the elbows you know okay like, so you took advantage of them because they were submissive women. Okay, I understand. I, dude, I could have, but I don't really feel like I took full advantage of the elbow room. Um, well, the rule is, if you sit on the window, you get the window. If you sit on the aisle, you get the leg room. If you sit in the middle, you get both armrests. That's how it's supposed to work. That's etiquette. Really? Yeah, that's like your, that's like your consolation prize for the worst seat is you're supposed to be able to. Because they both get one. You get two, and you don't get the leg room or the view wow yeah and also the sleeping too when you're on the window like yeah yeah it's yeah, it's the worst seat that's just like the one shekel they'll toss you interesting okay so next time i'm in the middle seat um hopefully never again um <laughs> i'll definitely use those armrests okay but why i mentioned it was a little bit awkward so the the girl sitting next to me on, or on the left on the window side you can kind of like place yourself in the window that it's like a nook that you could maybe like see out through the row. And I don't want to say like spy on the person in the middle and like on the aisle seat, but essentially look at or, or see what they're doing. You know, like as, yeah. soon as, I, as soon as I got in the middle of the seat, I turned my phone brightness down and I even felt like, I felt like Hawkeyes over my left shoulder. Like yeah. this girl could see everything I was doing, like could see my Instagram, could see like if I was texting people, whatever, can see the emails going through. So it was a little weirded out. And also I felt that she was looking at me almost the entire time or seeing like to try and make some eye contact. Interesting. Can I, can I ask another question here, which yeah. pertains to the, the, her being able to see your phone? Because I yeah. had this thought recently when you're sitting next to someone, let's say you're attracted to them and you want them to engage with you. Do you think it's a, That's, oh, okay, this is, sorry. This is what I was kind of thinking. She was like, looked cute from the eyes kind of, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, she, well, one time I, I was sitting, this was actually a while ago, but I was sitting next to a cute girl on, on like a bus or something. So I can't imagine a cute girl on a bus, but this is what happened. <laughs> you're what? And I was like, well, you're, w anyway, uh, <laughs> you're way too pretty to be riding the bus with the likes of me. But I, I pulled up like a dating app or something. And my instinct was like, oh, I need to hide this. But then I was like, wait, she should see that I'm single and looking oh to mingle. God. She should be aware, right? She's not going to be jealous like, I, that I'm browsing. Who cares? She should know. Because if I have the app, then yeah, I'm single. If I'm not, it's like, all right, well, it's probably taken. I can't talk to him. Dude, that's really funny you mentioned that. I, <laughs> at one point, like during, during when we were, you know, on the runway, I guess taxiing on the runway, I pulled up Raya. And it just so happened that there were like seven girls in a row that I exed. Mm -hmm. So maybe that maybe that looks fresh for me. I Dude, just... also a little Raya flex. Oh yeah, both on her and on the podcast right now. How do you mean on her? On oh. her by by Sean. Oh, I'm not true, just your ordinary. True. Okay, so Raya, for those who don't know, is a dating app that um, a number of people use that have that has, I'd say, pretty good looking people on it. But then again, dude, Hinge, which I am on as well. I, and I might delete. I might delete both. I don't know, man. I'm done with this online dating game. I, but, I understand. Uh, Raya and Hinge both have good-looking people, but Raya, you have to subscribe to, or you have to like apply. Yeah, me, yeah. And then you get accepted to it. Yeah. So 
good good for you congrats on the raya and on <laughs> and from from the woman sitting next to you on her behalf i say congrats on the raya so she definitely looked over the shoulder and saw that the ig name was ted jones world especially since now with the new instagram when you scroll All like right. on top left it just says it just says your your account <laughs> That so, new layout coming through for you. Exactly. So we'll see if this girl DMs me if she just says something weird, but like chances are um we won't link and that that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I, but I she landed in New York with you? Yeah, she did land in New York. Did you guys exchange words on the on the flight at all? We did. Um I could I could have felt like I I mean maybe I could have exchanged more words, but like I wasn't really feeling doing a full conversation on a flight, sitting next to someone, we both got our masks on, everyone around us is a little bit paranoid. Oh, these yeah. two are like spreading germs in their masks, like, and this totally. guy is like trying to get her number, like, what's the deal here? I don't know, flights used to be a great place to pick up a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but now, or meet someone rather, now, now I don't know. Yeah, the mask is definitely a stranger to deterrent, uh, easily. And also just like the general, the general vibe, like you said, of other people judging you for talking, making a commotion, spittle flying everywhere. But but it's tough. It's tough on planes because if you do something awkward early on or things go poorly early on, you are effectively like imprisoned next to this person for the duration of the flight. So it's high risk if you open the conversation early, like you have to sit in that awkwardness or embarrassment or rejection. You know, I mean, I, I guess I've never really sparked up a conversation with anyone sitting next to me. Oh, OK. Because well, you just said you just said that it used to be a great place. Uh, to, to Well, I mean, I for for one, I think for one, it could be a good place to meet, mm -hmm. you know, uh, males or females. Like it would be a yeah. good place to meet on the uh, the plane. But I myself have have never really done it. Yeah, me, me neither. I used to I used to dress really nicely. Uh to travel though because like i heard somewhere it was kind of corny but i heard somewhere it's like you never know who you might meet it might be you know the love of your life it might be the next person to give you a job like i guess there's maybe some validity to it you're paired next to one or two strangers and you have some commonality of where you're from or where you're headed and maybe there's an importance to or like an allure of someone that travels um but i i maybe i maybe met one person one time exchanged one number and nothing ever came from it i think that's the extent of my uh mile high dating experience <laughs> where do, i mean what were you what did you wear <laughs> i i would just wear like a suit <laughs> stop it you wear suits on the flight i used to uh, i've changed i prioritize comfort over meeting um important or lovely people <laughs> also i'm like <laughs> i don't want to make anyone uncomfortable by like i'm uncomfortable listening <laughs> It used to be my thing. I but but this was also when my idea of stylish wasn't my current idea of stylish. So I wasn't dressing that well. I was just dressing weirdly. <laughs> I was just in a suit and tie and not a great suit and tie on a plane where everyone's like in their best sweatpants and slides. Dude, this is like when I was on the tennis team and we went to San Diego for the spring break and coach was like, All right, everybody's gotta wear a shirt and tie. And yeah. I was like, What the fuck? I didn't even have a tie in college. Yeah. So I showed up with like a semi-nice sweater, no tie, and coaches, he was pretty pissed at me. That was like, that was, that was when I started, I was thinking about starting. To <laughs> that was like, that was like, that was like a couple months before my first positive weed drug test. So. That was the beginning of the end. Was yeah, having that, to wear a tie. that was like the beginning of the end for me, having to put on a tie 
to like go on a commercial flight to a spring break trip in San Diego. We had, we had the same deal. That was, I think that might've had something to do with it is our coach made us wear like pretty light, like wear a collar shirt, wear like a polo. And I'd be like, all right, well, if we need to dress well, I'm wearing a tie and a shirt. And then other people started dressing nice. that actually like knew how to dress well, which I didn't in college. And then I would like rebel. I'd be like, well, technically I'm wearing a tie, but it's like a big fat, like carnival tie. And I look like a clown. <laughs> Stick yeah. it to the man, you know? Fat wins or not or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I, I, I got through on the loophole. Um, also it, a bad loophole on the tie. So since I'm telling, uh, telling you a lot of embarrassing things and a lot of people are obviously listening, can't roll a joint. Dude, I have mm. trouble tying a tie. I thought you were going to say shoes for a second. I under, tie, tie, fine. (laughs) That would be, that'd be pretty bad. Well, but at this, but like, I also don't tie my shoes that much. Like if I get a good, (laughs) if I get a good not going, a good two bunny ears and a swoop and a pull, I'll, I'll just slip into those shoes. Like I'll take them off without, um, like without doing the laces. I only really do my laces if, if, if they come undone, to be honest. I need to say this with athletic shoes these days, which is most of what I wear, those little like springy type cylindrical laces that are becoming popular right now, they just don't stay stuck the way your traditional lace does. They're begging to come loose. You and that's need a, a problem. Thicker lace, right? You need, no, I think a, a thinner lace, like, yeah, maybe it's more likely to rip, but it's, uh, you can get a tighter knot. Whereas the thick ones, they'll just come undone as they very do please. No, no, no. Yes, I, I think you are right. Right. So you're saying the stringier ones are better? Yes, that's that's my preference. Interesting, interesting. Well, uh, the shoes that I do wear, um, I like a grandpa looking Reebok shoe, and like a fly knit Nike running shoe. Those stay tied pretty well. Like I've had a couple pairs of shoes where I just start running or. I start walking and it just it comes undone. I do the double knot. And then I'll honestly like lose interest in those shoes. I don't have many pairs of shoes, <laughs> but I definitely have enough to stick with the ones that, <laughs> that stay tied. I agree. I like I like to keep it simple with that. And I don't wanna I don't want to shame you for your difficulty tying a tie if you don't frequently have to ha- wear one. Like huh. I used to wear a tie every single day and oftentimes I would I would do it on the subway or the bus, like give myself a good 10, wow. 15 minutes just in case. Wait, so you're saying that you weren't a does that mean you're not a pro to do it or what? No, I just mean like even if you do it all the time, it's just like not the easiest thing in the world to get a good knot. Like eventually you're going to get it, of course. If you needed someone else to do it for you, that would be an issue. But if you kind of suck at it, whatever, dude. Same with rolling joints. I've never rolled a good one. Well, um, I mean, ideally I would like someone to like do the knot for me and then I could just okay. slip it over my head and okay. tie it up a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? I, I understand. Now I have like a slight level of judgment, but like people <laughs> like you exist. Dude, I think I need a, I need a few clip-on ties. That's what Honestly, I Honestly, that's, that's how you avoid getting strangled too. You know that cops only wear clip-ons because someone might grab them and choke them out. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just tell, tell your employer you're fearing for your life and you need a clip-on. It's a safety issue, not a inability to properly use your fingers yeah you heard it here first geez put on a clip-on tie you don't need to be learning how to tie a tie with the loop and the pull and then 45 degree angle swoop Mm. stay forever young clip that on for real um dude so i was talking about earlier in the episode about how smoking weed i think makes you a little bit more so dehydrated as you take a sip of water there Mm. Miami tap water, solid. New York tap water, I always forget. 
after leaving this place and trying new tap water in other places, New York City tap water is some of the best water I've ever had, hands down. Like even bottled water. Like there's nothing like that when my lips hit the cold New York City mm -hmm. tap water. Do you agree? I agree that it's higher quality than the others, but uh, I don't go super cold. I have very sensitive teeth, so I can't drink like that icy ice water without having an issue. That's also, when you say compared to bottled water, that's where I draw the line. Because if you give me a fresh <laughs> bottle of Dasani, I don't even care. I'd rather be drinking. I'd rather be drinking that than, than like a watermelon juice. Like, so what are you talking about, dude? I don't think I've ever heard anyone really. Praise Dasani for their bottled uh, water. Yeah, I I, also, I I agree. Also, never had ice cold Dasani water. That's my yeah, yeah. like it. I don't. I like I like a slightly below like fridge cold Dasani. So better than watermelon juice? What are you talking about? Watermelon okay. juice, one of the more refreshing drinks of all time. It goes in terms of fruit juice. It goes for me for me. It goes coconut water. And then you got that watermelon. Uh, what? What are you holding your hands? I'm right? so that's sad right now. Before. Dude, you're sipping Dasani water from the Coca-Cola company. They're already making uh, meals. You got you to gotta right. find another company. Finish so your I, list so I can prepare my rebuttal because I'm fuming over here. Okay. <laughs> this is my list in terms of, well, do you want fruit water or actual like water in a bottle? Give me, give me juice. Give me like, yeah. Fruit juice? inspired okay. beverage. Well, what I consider juice... My two top top two and some solid top two are coconut water one, um, and then yeah, watermelon juice too, bro. Okay, I don't hate I don't hate the watermelon juice. Just considering coconut water, just taste wise, better than like a solid pretty much any juice, but like a solid cranberry, an mm. apple juice, an OJ with some pulp in it. Like we're talking. Some of the more refreshing experience. One of the better parts of life, I'd say, is laying down head about to hit the pillow and just letting a little bit of cranberry juice dribble across your thumb, <laughs> every last air bubble uh, the that thing was well you know you know dude bro back in the day when i was a promoter we were slanging cranberry vodkas like nobody's business and the first time i got super wasted it was on cranberry juice okay. and vodka. i must have had 11 that night so since i since that night when i was like 17 years old i've always kind of stayed on the below below eight side of cranberry vodkas and switch it to like a, a vodka seltzer or something like that but i will say that our natural naturally squeezed orange juice with the pulp is great besides mm. the fact that it's 8.99 per 12 <laughs> ounce plastic uh container of it from the yeah. bagel store any anything fresh squeezed full full of pulp way too pricey amazingly delicious so and i will give you a pass on you had a bad drinking experience with a juice and it's forever dead to you honestly relatable and understandable uh but but man i i was sipping a decent amount of cranberry juice for the last two weeks and it was uh it was excellent it was something i looked forward to also i will say coconut water too usually pretty expensive but like i don't know it seems like you can get one for like four dollars and then you sip on it for the rest of the day and that's your fix for the day i don't know it's like a it's it, to me it feels like a more healthy soda you know like otherwise i'd have a 20 ounce uh bottle of diet coke rather i now i just have the 16.9 fluid ounces of the coconut water you know what i mean 16.9 i love that you knew that yeah i, I really know how I, that stuck with me 
I have I have an email for us that I want to get into before we get Ooh, any deeper in the okay. juice debate. Yes, 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 go. Very weird one, actually. Very strange, peculiar email from a guy named Thomas. Also, Thomas instead of Tom. Like, no judgment, but but you don't hear a lot of that lately. Is strange it, email. Is it T H O? Yeah, T H O. Good old Thomas. Thomas. Oh no, this is Thomas and. Um, Peculiar question. Okay, so background. 17 years old, uh, strong amateur boxer. His dad was a professional boxer. He doesn't say who, but he says very successful professional boxer. Thinks I have even more talent than, than he did. And his trainer says that he has elite talent to like be a legitimate professional boxer. Oh. However, he has horrible nipples and he's afraid to pursue a career in boxing professional level which he would have to take his shirt off how do i get past this lack of confidence to be able to succeed in what i believe is my calling yeah that's a that's a loaded question dude he didn't describe the type of bad nipple so i'm just imagining something like pretty horrifying for this to be worth a nipple and and thomas i don't mean to judge you it's probably in your head but dude it is a hundred percent in your head thomas like the fact that you came on here and t- on to Ted Jones World and sent this email. Thank you so much for sending, by the way, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. Uh, Thomas, thank you for the email. Uh, the, the fact that this is a thought in your head should not even be, it should not even be crossing his mind. Am I right, Peter? I, I wish he'd sent a picture. And I understand yeah. why I didn't because he hates it. I but like, like his nipples. I don't think I've, I, you know, I've been in a million locker rooms and we love to body shame in locker rooms. I know you yeah. played college sports. I know, I know you've seen your fair share of nips in your day. Absolutely. I've seen a few bad ones, but like, it's just one wisecrack and then we move on. The other thing about this is like, you are boxing. I imagine you to be like a pretty savage dude. Like, like you're taking a beating. I know like at the amateur level, you got the headgear, you got the tank top, which I'm sure you appreciated, but you're, you're out there, you're fighting for your life. You're taking shots at someone's head. I think nipples are the last thing you got to worry about. You need to, you have overcome so much mentally yeah. uh, to be able to, to be a boxer, like not just the training and the preparation to, to be out here worrying about a, a pair of nips. Like these have to be, I, I really wish you'd sign a picture. These have to be quite the nipple to even be discussed. Also what surprises me the most, you're right. Like being a boxer, I'd say like more so than any sport, you have to be confident as fuck. Maybe like MMA. And then mm-hmm. boxing, like those two, maybe interchangeable. But sure. that sport, man, like Thomas, your dad was an elite boxer. Your trainer says you can even be more elite than your pops. Like, bro, forget about your fucking nipples. Get to the big time and then worry about your fucking nipples, dude. The other thing yeah, is you like, get a you get a chest hair transplant. Ooh, yeah, put yeah, yeah, hair yeah. On the nipples, whatever. Yes. It's, there are like a lot of things that you can do besides not take off your shirt and then ruin your boxing career and destroy your passion. The other thing is, well, the chest hair advice, by the way, brilliant. I think you're 17. You probably don't have any, but it is coming. It is your future. You can't let this distract you while you're out there throwing the hands. The other thing, though, is like there are a lot of people, you know, like that are insecure about their bodies for a variety of reasons, and I get it. But you're a boxer. Chances are, like, you're probably ripped. You're probably rocking the six-pack abs. You probably got some nice pecs that are burying those nips that you're so ashamed of. And you're probably rocking some nice-looking pipes. So, like, when you take your shirt off, 99% chance you become better-looking than you did with it on. So I think this is probably someone made fun of you when you were little and it stuck with you and you made it bigger than it was, probably something like that. I think you're going to be a happier dude once you're proud to be out there shirtless. Let's also address the fact that Thomas is 17 years old, man. Like mm-hmm. when I was 17 years old, 
there, there were guys on the tennis court who were making fun of me being like, oh, Ted, what do you shave your legs? Yes. You don't have any hair on your legs. What do you shave them? And I used to like look at the look at the 19 year olds that were like training at my academy and like <laughs> they had really hairy legs. I was like, damn, I wish I had really hairy legs. Or like when I had when I had cystic acne on my face before I took Accutane two times. Uh, I, think I took Accutane two times, by the way. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, that was something I was self conscious at. But nobody gives a shit. Oh, like the the the. the the flaws in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally. I had horrific acne when I was a teenager as well. And you can't put a shirt over your face. You know, that's just a, uh, you're, you're a boxer. You're probably going to be rocking broken noses and, and black eyes and people and maybe a missing tooth. And you're going to, you have to embrace the fact that you're probably ripped. You probably have a great body and you're going to have kind of a mangled face. And that's going to be hot. Cause people are like, this dude's a fighter. This is a man's man. And you grow into it. You absolutely grow into it. And let it feel you too. If you come out there and you're feeling like, damn, why are these people looking at my nipples? Why is this guy making fun of me? Use that to tear that guy's head off. All you're doing, like you are fighting in one of the most savage sports known to man. One of the most savage activities known to the modern man. You know, your nipples aren't looking good. You're going out there and attacking. Use that as, as motivation, honestly. And you know, you'll probably be like covered in tats and, and body hair and whatnot. And you'll just be like a real rough looking dude if that's what you're doing with your life. So your sport. I'm what what'd you say? I said he's gotta focus on his sport. Like Thomas should be focusing on his sport. Exactly, exactly. You got a lot more to worry about than that. Like I if you have the opportunity to go pro shed that shirt, I think that's an exciting thing. And I think the nipples are gonna be the last thing on anyone's mind. Also, if these are like the most grotesque, horrifying, we can't even understand what the hell is happening on your body right now thing, you just catch your opponent, drop his gaze to look at those nips for one second and you knock him out. He's not gonna remember it. You put him on the ground. It's fine, dude. It's just some fat nipples i'm assuming if they're skinny like no one can even see them just just some fat nips that are not even an obstacle to your success just something you're gonna look back on this and i really do appreciate yeah, you Thomas, yeah obviously thank you so much for writing it but like you're gonna look back at our response to this and just laugh dude yeah. like beat while you're beating everyone to a pulp also shoot. you know when things get back to normal and you're hitting the the pro fights let us know i want to come out and i want to watch you and i want to see the nipples i'm not gonna lie i want to see <laughs> what all the hype is about i kind of no, you know i would love to see a live boxing match also it seems like you could yourself be a little bit into boxing i remember we were talking about logan paul we were talking about the floyd mayweather fight the jake paul nate robinson and you definitely had your thoughts about that have you taken boxing classes yourself I'm not, I used to have a, I, I used to train for pitching and, and I would box a little bit just to get like the hand, like the hand speed going. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing in the ring. I can, I, I don't know if I can wear a punch. Um, I'm interested in it, but I don't like keep up with pro boxing. I just like the idea. I like the idea of embracing that, um, I'm a modern man. I like to shed my toxicity. I like to be like a, a humble member of society, a gentle person. Uh, but I do know that I have that in me, you know, that, that uh, urge for destruction that most men are born with. And I would like yeah. in just a qualified, just a ring, just a consensual opportunity between two men embracing their savage sides, trying to tear each other's head off. You know, I'm kind of jealous of people that can do that. Now, have you ever challenged anyone to an arm wrestling fight? arm wrestling yeah yes yes many times actually many times many times i don't even think i'm great i think my I arm think wrestling I had, dude, that's crazy because i definitely have too 
Yeah, I would probably do worse. Like, like my arm wrestling ability is probably not proportionate to my strength. I think I'm probably bad at arm wrestling relative to the the strength that I have in my arms. Interesting. Bad technique or a weak also, rotator. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of factors too in the arm wrestling. You know, like it, it, the strength might not be the the X factor. I will say this though, when it comes to rock paper scissors, do you know that I'm 38 and no career? I've never lost rock, paper, scissors. What are you talking about, dude? I've never lost rock, paper, scissors. And every single time I've done rock, paper, scissors, I've gone rock. I've announced that I'm going rock and I've won every single time. And you've, and you've put out rock every single time, 38 38 times. straight times. I am not, not kidding you. I, I could verify this with probably six people that I went to college with. I don't believe you. And also, you mean 38 nodes, you count two out of three as one win? I never play two out of three because I say I'm going rock and I go rock. Are you lying? I'm not kidding. How are you 38? No, then every single time it works. You say I'm going rock. They don't believe you You say I'm going rock. Trust me. I'm doing it. And they always think this is going to be the one where it changed. They think it's a mind game, but, but it's, uh, it's reverse psychology. I go rock. They toss me scissors every single time, 38 straight times. And I guarantee the next person I fight, same thing will happen. It's 38 okay. straight times. It's not going to change. Anyone, please, who has played rock, paper, scissors. Sh- do you do rock, paper, scissors, said shoot, or rock, paper, scissors, and shoot, or rock, paper, scissors, rock, shoot? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So the fourth word is when you're making your decision. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, we need, dude, we need to have somebody on the podcast, somebody right into the podcast, somebody give full proof that you beat them in rock, paper, scissors, shoot by announcing your strategy beforehand because that doesn't make any sense to me i it you would think that but uh and i'm not going to reveal the person's name but my mentor told me that and you have a rock paper scissors shoot i mean i'm not saying he's my mentor i'm just saying a guy told me this is what you do and i did it and it's worked every single time wow Peter, yeah. this has been quite the episode. <laughs> you and I have learned a lot about each other, dude. Um, I have to get another COVID test before I see you, and it will be negative, and I cannot wait to get back into the studio, man. Yeah, back at it, back in person. Episode 82, Ted Jones World with Peter Moran. Thomas, thank you so much for writing in. Everybody who wants to hear their email, uh, hopefully we'll get to it um, on an episode, Ted Jones World at gmail.com you can follow me or this guy on the screen on instagram you already know by now peter thank you so much and uh we'll talk next time okay peace all right peace bro